chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who ant. Hello, and thank you for listening to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. I'm Auntie Megs. And I'm Aunt Pat. And I'm Dana Curcioli. And I'm Colleen Doyle. And we are the baby makers, but you know us as your two, I think, favorite ants. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Probably. We hope. Actually, we're just not sure. And speaking of, if you do us a favor and like, subscribe, rate, review this podcast, it would really help us out. It honestly would. You don't think it would. Like when you're thinking about it later, you're like, eh. It would It really would. I'm not kidding. You'd be surprised. Now, some of you out there have podcasts. So you know. Actually, all of you statistically have a podcast. (laughs) So you know. You do know. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Colleen, why are we talking as ourselves today? To creep me out. <laughs> uh, because we um, have been doing this for three years. Three years. And um, we wanted to talk about... I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth. <laughs> it sounds that's, like I just had dental work. That's um, not what we wanted to talk about. Sorry. And honestly, secret of the trade. Now you know Colleen mm-hmm. has a Jolly Rancher in her mouth. It helps me get into character. <laughs> um, but we wanted to do this because we want to talk about all the brilliant, wonderful people that we've had on the show and our favorite episodes, um, everyone who comes on donates their time. Mm-hmm. And some of you I know have gotten a $2,500 check, but not everyone. Not yet. <laughs> we've given away five $2,500 checks too. And you know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Uh, but for real, we it's our three-year anniversary. We missed National Aunts and Uncles Day by that much. We are so close. We were so close. But what we wanted to do was kind of go through uh, like Colleen said, some of our favorite episodes and uh, talk about some of our favorite moments on the show and and punish those. You'll know the episodes that we're talking about where we're um, passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. The person did not bring the energy that we were expecting them to have brought. <laughs> now, some of you may know this, some of you may not. Colleen and I have been performing together for about 21 years now. I'm very young. So me too. We were uh, out of the straight out of the womb when we started. Mm-hmm. Our first um, show was um, being swapped yeah. at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. We did yes. a parent trip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Is that what that movie was about? I don't think so. They were separated by a divorce. So different. Mm-hmm. Oh my, no one take that. No, nobody. Parent trip. <laughs> but baby switched, swap at the hospital. So the switched at birth parent mm-hmm. trip. Uh, but Colleen and I met. Uh, we were, in, we're both from Cleveland mm-hmm. and we were performing on, at the second city of Cleveland. And then we were kind of, um, fired. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember it that way. I don't either. But, um, so yeah, so we've been doing this together for a really long time and we perform as a duo called the baby makers. And, um, so Colleen is in uh, safe to say my favorite person to perform with oh, in the world. Excuse me. It's right back at you time. <laughs> excuse me. Is it that time already? Uh-huh. We've got there. Clock it. <laughs> we'll probably a minute in. <laughs> So um, what we thought we'd do today is kind of run down some things. So we, we, in no particular order, we're going to talk about our favorite no, episodes. No, no. And if you assign an order to this. Don't you dare. And then go online. Oh, God. That's, well, first of all, we know that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get online. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to start with one of yours or do you want me to start with one of mine? Why don't you start with one of yours so I can um, dissolve this okay. candy a bit more. Okay. Yeah. Dissolve mm-hmm. it. I'm going to take us back to our very first guest. Oh my God. Yeah. So Colleen and I did one episode called Meet the Ants where we, we kind of like laid out very loosely because we hadn't defined it yet. The premise of the show. We didn't, we were looking for it. We were sure looking for it. And then we had Rebecca Hansen on um, 
that episode is called Bring the Party. And we had Rebecca Hansen on, who I toured with uh, at the Second City in Red Co. And who is so funny. I mean, modern day Catherine O'Hara, even though Catherine O'Hara is still around. Careful. Uh, yeah. You're going to spook people. They're going to go right to the internet. Yeah, don't go Just right like to the internet. They're going to the internet to <laughs> theorize about the order of these <laughs> clips and then to check to see if Catherine O'Hara is alive. Yeah, she which is. she is as of this recording. And she's killing it. Oh my God, don't jinx it. Knock on wood. She's oh. killing it. But Rebecca is so funny. And this episode, I think, really showed us that we could that we would be okay. I think we were very nervous. And then when we listened back to it, we were like, oh, wait. Based on the strength of the people that we know alone, mm-hmm. boy, in Wisconsin has never sound better. <laughs> Sounded better. Yeah. Or sound better. Yes, Rebecca's accent is ridiculous. It made me feel funny. like I was at the Mars Cheese Castle. It, it truly... Storming it like the insurrection. <laughs> That's what we stormed on January 6th, Mars yeah. Cheese Castle. Some of you knuckleheads were in DC. <laughs> The rest of us cools who are at Mars Cheese Castle. That's right. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, we're going to play a clip. And the, so Rebecca is so funny in this and everything she does is great. And, you know, like the way she talked, I mean, her talking about Big Lots, her talking about how much Ugh. she loves the party, everything she does is perfect. But it also introduced us to one of my favorite of Colleen's runs ever in the history of this podcast, which is her explaining the Tasmanian devil bathing suit mm. that she lost at a Hyatt. And here, here's that for you right now. Wazoo butt, or is you? Is, is, I, I've always thought it was just bottom area. I thought the the connotation, denotation, connotation mm-hmm. of wazoo was butt. Ah, uh, that's what I always thought. So I'm saying if she's bleeding out the wazoo, God help her. Yeah. Well, how about Yazoo? Is that is that? Do you remember that song? All I needed was the love you gave. That's a band called Yazoo that they changed it to Yaz, but that's who sings that. I was briefly on a birth control called Yaz, and it made me crazy. It made me so, 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 so crazy. So that's what I think of whenever I hear Yaz. And Yaz is like, oh, fun word. No, this BC was not fun. Oh, well, I'll tell you, Yaz makes me think of Taz, and makes me think of the Tasmanian devil. And it makes me think of a swimsuit that I had six years ago that was the Tasmanian devil, and I got so many compliments on it. And then I left it at a Hyatt. I called them, and they said no one had reported it or turned it in. And I was like, well, someone ran off with my swimsuit. That's a hot commodity to find. It was so cute. My jaw almost hit the floor, and I want to hear... is it an ant-styled swimsuit? Well, yeah, because it's it may have been a full wetsuit. The arms are the arms of Taz. The legs are the legs of Taz. And the middle is the soft belly of Taz, you know? And then it had a hood that came up made of the same kind of neoprene material that was the head of Taz. But my face came out of his head. It was full coverage. It kept the bugs off me. It kept the chlorine out. I felt, I felt fun. The kids loved that they could climb on me. No more scratches in the pool. Anyway, that's my beef with Hyatt. I swear to God, somebody's walking around with that wetsuit or bathing suit or whatever. There's no way in hell somebody let that gem sit there in a lost and found. They saw this, and you know how in a cartoon that maybe Bugs Bunny would be in, or maybe Taz, their little eyes turned to dollar signs, and they saw that, and they lit up. I try to, you know, be like as ethical and, and honest as I can be, but my God, if I saw that just lying around a Hyatt, I'd Taz it right out the door with that. Okay, so what based are you- on a real story. <laughs> <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts on that? What are your What's it, listening back to that? What does that make you feel? Um, fearful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, 
just trust your brain sometimes. Mm-hmm. Your brain will take you places. Um, I have no idea. I don't have a particular affinity for the Tasmanian devil mm. or any of the, I think cartoons are terrific and I don't think anyone should change right. that about themselves. Um, yeah. If you're into them. I don't know. It was a fun run and I don't know. And, uh, you know, not to like up with people this whole episode too late. That's going to happen. It's, um, it's just gonna. It's just fun. So fun to play with you and Rebecca and the fact that you both were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Sounds cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you say that to anyone else in the world and they're yeah. like, I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> say, for, say, for example, you go to your day job. Yeah, no, 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 no. They can Don't do that know. there. No, 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 no. They can mm-hmm. never know. No. The thing about that is there's really no telling. Colleen and I have been performing together for, like I said, 21 years. And I never have been able to predict what <laughs> is going to come out of her mouth. Sometimes we say the, thing, the same thing at the same time. And yeah. that makes me really happy. Yeah. But I really could have never, like you said, I think the segue was, uh, you said Yaz, which makes me think of Taz, which yeah. makes me think of this Well, there we suit. go. And it was a free It takes a village. <laughs> I would have never said Taz if Rebecca hadn't said yes. Yeah. And that is, it's also worth noting that we started this in um, July of 2020. Oh We're God. in our own apartments in the pandemic. Yeah. Everybody's terrified. And we did this as a way to keep performing with each other a way to keep like kind of active and right. Not walk into the ocean, not walk into the ocean. Yeah. And so for moments like that to have come out of the first one ever, I think when we listen to it, because you and I are both the same person sometimes where we're like, mm-hmm. does anybody care? Is anybody going to listen? Right. Is this good? Right. You would have seen the two of us before our sketch show. We were like, well, nothing's funny ever. Mm-hmm. And we've never been funny and we never will be funny. Let's again. go out there and shame our families. It was a, it, that was a masterclass in when to take a modium before a show oh. for me personally. Excuse me. <laughs> like I'm so nervous. Paige and Kevin Spacey. That's the person <laughs> I can think of who does a masterclass. <laughs> Wait, does Kevin Spacey do me? You know what I'm talking I about. I just, everybody's done a masterclass. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, okay. so that's my, that's my first one. That's great. Oh, I can start on mine. Oh, okay. Got you that handy. Here's someone who's just absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. in the best way. And that person's name is Katie Klein. Now, oh my God. she really makes me laugh. She's made me laugh for a really long time and just thrilling to have her on the podcast and um, came in with a voice, a way of speaking that I think only Katie Klein of all the humans on the planet could have come in with um, a fully formed it, character. And to make it likable. If somebody yeah. talks like that, you're like, oh, I don't care for you. But right. Katie somehow did that voice and oh, was yeah. still so likable. You know, her character we met at the airport. And if I heard someone talking the way she was talking at the airport, I would leave the airport and take a bus home. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd be, be so nervous. I'd be like, you keep my ticket. I don't Yeah, I it. can't do this anymore. Mm. Um, but she was so um, delightful. And we're going to listen to... <laughs> It touches our hearts now, both of us, the amazing race. Yeah, it's the, the premise of that episode is that she and her nephew Daryl yeah. <laughs> were auditioning to be on the amazing race. Oh, yeah. And the name of this episode, if you want to go back, if you didn't listen to this one, is The Daryl Barrel. Tell you, I, I don't re- I don't know if you remember all the details, but what I was saying were the lines from a vi- my I had my oldest nephew, Daryl. Now we applied for the amazing race together. And they don't often have aunt and nephew teams. And I had written the script for our video. And that's what I was rehearsing, both of our lines, to make sure that, you know, when I got to Dallas to see him, we were going to film the video. Would you grace us with some of that script? Oh, yeah. Right up top, I said, 
Francine Unterweiger never married, never mothered. This is my nephew, Daryl. He's six foot seven and he came from heaven. And then, you know, we threw it to him and he started listing all of his skills. He, could, he said, I can run. I could eat a bowl full of crickets. I never slip. Now, you were all not ever on the show. Is this right? You weren't picked? That is correct. I have applied upwards of 15 times, and I have not yet been chosen by Phil, who I assume is the host. I understand it, you know, but I don't also, because I've been told by two different people that I would make good TV. Okay, so many <laughs> things really to dissect in that oh. one. The name Francine Underweiger, Underweiger. Mm-hmm. Um, never married, never, never mothered. mothered. It just rolled out of her, that whole run. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's hard to argue uh, with how wonderful that character is and how much uh, we loved it and uh, how surprising it was. I mean, sometimes on the show, we'll we'll paint people into a corner, you know, we'll make them do things because we're not nice. In the improv world, that's referred to as pimping. Right. Um, And we do it all All the the time. time. Um, and we definitely did when uh, Dana said, um, <laughs> how'd you, would you give us, her to see that a little bit? Um, and I know sometimes, uh, and, and the nice thing is every single wonderful improviser that we've had on just rolls with it and, and gold just comes out. So you guys, if you're ever in Chicago, you better find out where Katie Klein's performing and just go there right away. Yeah. Another Cleveland Another gal. Cleveland gal. And the thing about this episode is it's 40 minutes, which I don't know. We had like two episodes ever that were so short. And it was like Katie's and Edgar's, which are like two of my favorites. Yeah. It might've been, it was too hot. It was so hot. Yeah. Oh, I, I never slip. Never. What in the world? <laughs> what in the world? First of all, you can't get on Amazing Race if you never slip. They expect slipping. Well, they wanted to, but they wanted to win it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Hello, I yeah, I'm gonna go with it right into two, which is oh god, what Mary Sone? Never heard of her. Don't Never. care for the name. There's a listen. Mary Sone is now when we have people on, we'll say to them like, hey, you know, come in with whatever energy that you want, whatever your vibe is. Coming in is what the vibe of the podcast will be, which is why you've seen some that are interventions. It's why you've seen some. Yeah, that- <laughs> yeah. It's they become pointed because the people are so broken. <laughs> Right, which is another beauty, beauty, uh, a beautiful thing about uh, improvisers is that we're all so broken. Very not good. But yeah, this episode is, now these are all from our first season. This is uh, Mary Sohn's episode. It's called Dress to Second Guess. And Mary Sohn, talk about a run. Firstly, usually we introduce a guest. Mary Sohn was like, before we started, was like, is it okay if I'm very abrasive with you? And Mm -hmm. we were like, yes, absolutely. Right. And so she did not wait for an introduction. She simply started talking. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) And the two of us immediately were laughing. And, you know, in the early days, I think we used to try and hide it a little bit. Yeah, I think we tried to hide the humor. Wasn't good for the podcast. (laughs) But now we're only doing things that are so good. So good for you can tell. Yeah. Oh, one thing you can tell is sound quality has gotten better. (laughs) Hopefully it works on this one. I've gone through roughly 800 microphones. Right. And I'm always in a new spot when I when I record. The one right before this, I forgot to plug in the old microphone. That's what they don't tell you at microphone camp. <laughs> also, also the fingering at microphone camp is absurd. Honest to God, honest to God. Um, thank God we went. 
so I, um, so now I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play my favorite, which is I'm. You know what? I'm not even gonna spoil it. I'm gonna let it just play, and then we can talk about it uh, after. Randy says he's gonna play cards with the guys. Sure, go ahead. I don't give a whoop. Then he's calling me, saying that the Buick's in the lake. And I said, how to get there? And how did this thong pantyhose get here? <gasps> Hold. The phone, pick. it's ringing, pick it up, and then just hold it. Did you say thong pantyhose? I had never seen anything like it. It just showed me what caliber of woman we were talking about. I was blown away. Here, I thought Randy was a junky guy who couldn't get nobody. Then I see these red thong pantyhose, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't stand a chance. Now, are we saying that thong pantyhose is sexy? I'm trying to figure it out because in my mind, it's confusing. Take us through it. Take us through it. Because are these sexy? I don't even, am I that far out of the game? Are, are these sexy? Okay. Wow. Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, it, it's it's sheer, both, but both colored. Uh, and it's got, it's, it's got the top band top band across then it goes down into a sweetheart neckline but it's through the crack it gets thin it wraps it back round but it's it's a it's a just a line there's no panty to it. it's just a line then it attaches to the top and then from the top you got the leg uh the the pantyhose oh god one of my junkie dogs is barking again hold on of course, it's thong pantyhose. Yeah, no, of course. And please describe them in excruciating detail what they are. See, this is the thing that we were trying to talk about earlier, which is we pimped Katie into doing that script. I think maybe I'm a terrible improviser who just pimps people no. into doing things that I want. You set them up for success. Oh, my God. Because when I asked Mary to describe thong pantyhose, she goes in to talk about another great run that ends perfectly with her calling her real-life dog, May, a junkie dog. Yeah, junkie dog. Talk about the poetry of, of somebody really seeing something. We say the phrase in my mind's eye a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And when Mary started describing it, it, she, you know, she says it's got the strap and it's sheer, but it's a color. Yeah. And it, uh, a sweetheart neckline. By the crack. By the crack. Yeah. That wraps a background. And there's no way that the human brain should be able to come up with these things. No, I don't think so. I think that she may have the only pair. That's what, what inspired her <laughs> to ruminate on them. You know what? We got to follow up with Mary and say, do you have thong pantyhose? Yeah, we should text her. Yeah. I mean, it, so, you know, Mary, another Redco legend in my, in my <laughs> life. And, but also you have seen Mary on AP Bio. You have seen her on um, Work in Progress. Work in Progress. And she's also the most likable, charming person in real life. So when she played a character like this and came out that she wasn't the thing she wanted to scalp me was it yeah i think so <laughs> she was a it turned bailiff yeah. yeah 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 so that that's that's gonna always go down in history the thong pantyhose run is gonna always go down in history of course as, it as will one of my faves okay dubs what's your what's your next one our next one is a legendary person from i would say uh from the isle of um <laughs> think of words Dorchester is that sure let's say that uh Kylie Fitzgerald who um you can catch Kylie on the main stage right now oh there you go uh, at the second city also Kylie originated from Boston Improv Asylum is a is their home base so right yeah uh but Kylie again I feel like a, a lot of folks just 
this was in them and it had to come out. It had to. And Kylie is someone who I believe this person lives inside of them <laughs> and needs their voice heard. And it was just such a true um, delight to this. This, I believe, is the story of how the three of us met that Kylie um, just spun gold out of that. Also, idea. just so you guys know, really the only thing we ask for anybody to prepare and we don't like to know in advance. We say, would you mind telling us how our characters met? And this one, I think, goes down in history as also one of my favorites. I yeah. mean, they're all so weird and funny. Even the ones where it's like, we met at a deli. It still somehow ends up- Something goes wrong real quickly. very wrong. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Now, this story is so fun because you were at the ground round with your nieces and nephews, with your whole family. And I got to say, that was a crazy night because it didn't end, I think, the way that any of us thought it was going to end. No, it sure didn't. I didn't even know yous when I first went there. Of course, you know that. Everybody tells me I need glasses. So I go down to Walgreens and I buy myself a pair of readers. If I lose them, I lose them. No big deal. But you can't see out of them. They're just for reading. But I figure that's good enough for me. I go to the ground round. I have a couple of Tia Maria's on ice. Oh God, do I love those. And uh, one of my cousins says, we'll meet you in the car. I go and I sit in the car and it's your car. <laughs> you had locked it. I hadn't locked my car. I hadn't <laughs> locked it. Turns out the fob hadn't been working for a long time. I think I'm locking it. I'm hitting the button. Nothing's happening. That's how I learned that. There you are in our car. And I thought, well, I'm getting robbed slowly and poorly. Yeah. By someone who can't see what she's doing. I was just sitting there, and I was out of my mind. I'm thinking to myself, what are they doing in there? They said they were coming out. I'm thinking they're in the bathroom, they're on the floor, they're snorting cocaine. I don't know what they're up to, but then you just open the door to the car, and you're just like, who are you? We get in there, here's this kindly-looking woman. You just have the most likable face. You know, you want to be scared, but then you're like, oh, well, who's this little cherub sitting in the front seat, blind as a bat? For a second, I was like, well, I'm in the wrong. You look so comfortable sitting in that car. And I thought, this is on me. But that's my initial reaction to most things is I'm somehow in the wrong here. I think a lot of women have that same thing, which is what did I do wrong? We need to stop that. It's not healthy. It's apology speak. And we all need to be like, uh, what's her name? Danny DeVito. Well, not the first time, I think, or the last time. It may be even the first time that uh, the answer was Danny DeVito on this program. Yeah, and it happened so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And that is a thing that I love about this podcast is that we, not to toot our own horn. No, no. But that's what this whole episode is. But the the number of times one of us has started to say a name and the other one has finished it with the wildest choice there right. could be. Right. And uh, Danny DeVito, obviously has come up many a time. And I think this is the appropriate time to say, one, that Kylie is wonderful and so funny. And boy, did we have a blast with them. And two, um, it's the appropriate time to say that so much of this, I think, is inspired by our love of our mothers and the women in our lives who, at a certain point, disassociate from knowing names Uh um, of people, places, things, and movies. And it gives me such a thrill to... Um, I hope honor them in this way. I think we are honoring them. Okay. I think it's very, very relatable. That does remind me, remember when Brendan Dowling was our guest and he kept just con- continuously correcting us and he was starting to get frustrated, his character was. <laughs> and that is also a delight too. Like people play off of it the way they see fit. Right. They're trying so hard to help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we 
we loved the the, spe- the specificity of a ground round because that also was very much a part of I think raise your childhood. hand if you had a ground roundabout yes and and it's called pay what we pay what you weigh and we talk about how traumatic that would be what it, it, it imagine for all of the young people who aren't listening to this imagine <laughs> that there is a restaurant that you can go in and you have to tell a bunch of people what you weigh and that's what you pay mm-hmm. and everyone said what a fun place to have a hamburger right incorrect ground yeah. round also i'm not a fan of when things are thrown on the ground and i know that must know, be really triggering for you. it really really is yeah but um the specificity of that and tia maria's which yeah. is God, I don't even know what's in a Tia Maria, but I think that... it comes in its own bottle. Does it's like it? a creamy liqueur. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's quite bad. Your, sure. your Aunt Maria is nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah she mm-hmm. is. She is nasty. Is that the first Pancho Villa? I think is is that Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that's the birthplace of Pancho Villa, I mm-hmm. believe. If I believe not, so too. it's not, it's not far off of that. Get after of us. Get after us all you keeping our wiki together. Yeah. Where are you, Tom? Tom. Tom hasn't done a those from at wiki. Tom, what are you waiting for? What's up? You busy? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Having a wonderful job in life and family. Yeah. Okay. Keep it to yourself, please. Um, okay. So now we're on to my, my next, okay. my next fave, which is um, the title of the episode is beach Santa's and jazz hands. Oh, sure. And our guests that week were rich and rebecca Sohn. i've heard of them wow three Sohn's in a row Uh oh for me maybe we need to find one more Sohn. yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna Mm -hmm. have to now this episode is one of my favorites for so many reasons and but not the least of which is the discussion that we had about how we swapped hotel room like you, <laughs> it's it's really Colleen going on a run again. Of it was kind of a wife swap. It really was. It was a vacation swap among strangers. Yes, and we don't often do this where my character is having the time of her life and your character is miserable. It's true. Um, usually, we're both having the time of our lives. Yeah. And in this one, um, Colleen made the hilarious choice to really be in, in kind of misery, sharing a hotel room <laughs> with Rebecca Stone. And I was in the bachelor pad with Rich. So um, uh, let's play that clip right now and then we'll talk about it. It's fair, it's not a tie, it's a piece of string around your neck. I thought you were trying to kill yourself. It's comfortable. Is it? Oh, is it that comfortable? It's still dressy and it's comfortable. You know what this reminds me of? How we ended up having to each stay in your rooms and you switched the whole of the trip. That's right. Just like on the plane. This is very reminiscent. Now, I want to say this. I don't want you to misconstrue. I had a wonderful trip. I had a wonderful vacation. I'm blessed that we met and that I know you both. But we did spend the trip. I thought I would be sharing a room with Mags, and I ended up not doing that. And that's fine, you know, um, But because it helped you guys out. But um, this is just reminding me a bit, a little PTSD of, of that trip a bit. Sorry for that. Yeah. I really had fun bunking with you, Pat. I thought it was such a blast. I le- it felt like a sleepover party, and we just kept mixing up the couples. Yeah, I loved rubbing your lotions on. I some of your lotions I'd never heard of, especially the medicinal ones that I used on your joints. I didn't know that, so I learned a lot. I like to put uh, aspirin cream everywhere. It just numbs everything. She travels with a whole bag that is specifically lotions. Yes, 
my lotions bag. Which is hard to do these days. You know, you got you to put that in your, in your, you can't do that in your carry-on. And, you know, Mari, our room, Mari and I referred to our room as the bachelor pad, you know, because we were having, we were having so much fun. We were, in, in, in the bachelor pad room, it was like, hey, should we get some fries? Yes, let's do it. We just, it was a party. We were having so much fun. Not as many creams and lotions as your room, but we were having a good time in there. And I want to say, it speaks to the level of trust in your marriage that the two of you could, upon just meeting people on a plane, swap rooms. I think we demanded it, didn't we? You did. Yeah, you um, you just took the keys. I hit the desk. And I will say it was a different experience because in your room, you're eating fries. And in our room, again, this is not a criticism. Fanny kept asking me if the water tasted funny. And at a certain point, I just gave in and said, you bet. And then we spent a lot of time boiling water in the kettle. So different experiences. Again, I had a marvelous trip and I wouldn't change any part of it. It tasted like lotion. Like I felt like everything tasted like lotion. Do you remember, Pat, when we were standing out on the balcony pointing at everyone? and telling, telling each other what was wrong with them. Oh God, that was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you led us on that because I wouldn't have thought to do that at all. I, I'm not confrontational in that way, especially with strangers who are doing nothing wrong and trying to enjoy the trip. So Now in the bachelor pad room, Maury and I had a beach ball. We were throwing it down to people from our balcony. It was, we were tapping that thing around. We had people sign it. Maury, you still got that beach ball? I have it somewhere. I did deflate it. Yeah, yeah. Vicky does everything. Oh, okay. She got me. That was a little, a little ribbing, a gentle ribbing. Gentle rib. Why be married to someone if you're not going to razz their ass raw? You know, I always said said that. I I forgot that phrase, but that's what you do say. You said it in the room a lot. But we I, said we said a lot in our room. Good night, and it wasn't dark yet. <sighs> Once she's got the lotions on, she's done. Now that I think about it, probably a large chunk of that $30,000 was like us getting room service and getting the mini bar restocked. I was hoping you wouldn't think of that. Ours, ours was calling the physician, the Atlantis physician. His name is George, and he has two kids. We learned a lot about him, and he's very knowledgeable, and, and we were fine, it turns out. Yeah, but we didn't know for sure, and there was a lot of worry until we found out. It was, I always need a second, a third, a fourth opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure George appreciates being useful. You know what else I didn't like about our room? Those funhouse mirrors. What was with those mirrors? I do not look that lumpy and then skinny and round. Very distressing. I'm glad we got rid of them. I'm glad we pulled, I pulled them off the wall for you and moved them. I'm glad that we did that. And why was all the lighting so yellow? After we took out the bulbs, it sure wasn't anymore. The room, we left it better than we found it. That's for dang sure. Um, the, I love, you know, again, in, the inside baseball, exploring oh. and heightening is <laughs> a big part of improvisation is when you like, you build on to what the person has said and you, and you make it bigger and you, you know, you keep adding on to something uh, in agreement. And that is what Colleen did and what Rich and Rebecca did. And first of all, important. Even what Dana did. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But the um, two things about what it says about, I think, me is that my idea of a bachelor pad is just getting fries, fries. and a beach ball. Although, <laughs> to be honest with you, it sounds perfect. Doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, oh, God, getting rid of the mirrors. 
swapping all the light bulbs, calling the doctor, putting on lotion. And then later you go on to say, <laughs> when you finally got your feeling back in your hands, oh. we went straight to Marshall's just so you could touch everything. Well, uh, Rebecca saying she coated her body and asked for cream <laughs> really opens the door, you know, really now, opened the door. It, Rich and Rebecca Stone are Chicago improv legends again, and they are two of the most delightful people who I'm lucky to do. I do a show called Letters to Santa. It's a 24 hour show. So I have performed with them for 24 straight hours, year after year after year. And they are always the most delightful and the funniest. And I just, I love, we both do. We both love them so much. We do. It was such a joy to play with them and um, two of the most game people. um, Absolutely. And two of the most, like they're in such a loving, respectful marriage and to listen to them play. We don't know. We we can assume, but to listen to them play the Bickersons on the show is, uh, is so, so, so funny. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I am. All right. What's your next one? Oh, Uh, the wonderful, uh, improviser and podcaster and comedian uh Damien Anaya who was just uh another I feel like again this these are people inside these humans who want to come out mm-hmm. and I like that Damien is such a playful person and I feel like <laughs> um was just so game and silly and I like yeah. I really love um silly folks and this whole uh I just went to Norway. Um, I do love, I do love ridiculous people abroad. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's play that clip right now. All right. Now, Abraham, have you ever um, received something in the mail that you didn't ask for? Aside uh, from all the spam and all that. Spam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I, uh, oh, I got somebody else's DNA test. Yeah. I opened it and uh, man, it was tough. I thought, you know, I mean, I came back like 99% from, from Norway. So I took a trip to try, try to retrace my roots and uh, ended up spending, I don't know how many thousands of dollars to go to Norway. It turns out, I look at the front of the thing. It's not even my name. So you get the mail. I get the mail. You open it. I open it. You go straight. You pretty much go straight to Norway. You got to get I do. the truth. Well, that's the thing is, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. When I get my mail, I just, I straight up open it. Don't even look at the name. If it's in my box, it's, it's for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's my house, you know? Yeah. I yeah. open so it. You- see, I'm from 99% Norwegian. I take a freaking boat over there, which is a the more. Boat? I know. I'm thinking, hey, you know, I, <laughs> I saw a coupon for, for a cruise ship. Going over there, I thought, all right, I'll take that, you know. You know, what's yeah. funny about that is you think it's a Norwegian cruise that would go there, but they don't do that. But, right. oh, God, what a what a trip that would be. Yeah, yeah, Well, so, okay, so you get there. I get there, you know, and I'm, so I'm saying, you know, um, I'm Abraham Castro, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm from here. You know, I'm in, I'm in Oslo. You heard of that? Oslo? Yeah, that's there. Now, is this conversation happening just at the airport the minute you it's get off the, the plane? the minute I get off the plane, okay? The first person i say i see i I'm, i say i'm abraham castro i'm from here 99 percent from here i don't even know what the other one percent is and so you they, didn't even read below oh yeah i mean once i see 99 percent, i'm like that's that's most of the cake right you know yeah that's most you know what do i need the rest for you know so <laughs> yeah i had a good time though yeah i mean so you tell someone probably just an innocent bystander this whole story oh yeah then were you looking for advice or a warm welcome? How did that then transpire? I'm glad you had a good trip. Yeah, you know, I uh, started, uh, you know, just asking around, saying, you know, do you know any Castros here? You know, and 
lo and behold, Norway, not many Castros around there. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, not many Castros. It's going to be pretty easy to find my lineage in Norway, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking around. I spend a few nights on the streets. Uh, didn't, could not book a freaking hotel room. Yeah, was there some kind of convention in town or whatever? There was, it must have been some kind of thing going on. People walking around, you know, with uh, these weird hats and stuff. I don't even know what it was, but... Maybe it was yeah. the Olympics. Oh, Were the Olympics dang. in Norway recently? When was this? It, oh, so this was, let's see, this was 28 years ago. Oh. So this was 28 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been the Olympics then. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because let's see. Let's trace it back. 28 years divided by four. Seven. Seven. So, you know, that makes sense then. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why did we have to divide it by four? Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. about It takes a smart person. I think you have to be very, very smart to play stupid <laughs> very well. I have often said that about you, about some oh, characters that you have played on stage. On me. And uh, I believe this about Damien. If you've ever seen, so we've had now all of the three guys from Fudge, which is a Chicago improv team. We have Dan mm-hmm. White, Tim Lyons, and Damien and Aya. They've all been guests. The um, ease with which Damien acts like a, a complete and utter imbecile. Yeah. is It's unreal. It's endearing. You know, you, this is the kind of person like, you see at the grocery store and they're lying ahead of you mm-hmm. and they are trying to cash a bunch of old checks yeah. and you're like, Oh no. But then you hear them talking to themselves and you go, okay. Yeah. All right. never mind. <laughs> Do what you want. Cash this man's checks. Yeah, somebody help him. Somebody just Will help no him. No one help this man. <laughs> um, he was just a delight and so silly and so fun and, and easy to goof off with. And now I have also, I also had selected that. And the reason is everything we've already said, but also one of my favorite situations to get into in this podcast is when Colleen and whoever the guest is kind of team up in a way um, that I am like fighting for my life where I'm like, no, don't put your social security number on Facebook. Don't. Cause in that same episode, he says that his nephew told him that is to search things. You uh, it was a status update. So he was putting how to build a house for $500 and he put his credit card info on there. And the two of them, then it gets to, Oh, oh, maybe I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll put my credit card right underneath it so I can help. And it's like Pat and um, Uncle Abraham just really going back and forth and, and Mag's just fighting for her life. I feel like that's how we got to some uh, Q-ish places on the internet was mm-hmm. people people um, who don't know a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, just encouraging each other to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, he says one of my favorite things that's ever been uttered on this whole podcast, which is oh. that he changes out the gutters on his house. Right. You got to. <laughs> Fully got replaces to. the gutters every year. Well, it's either that or clean them. Right. Right. And um, yeah, so Damien is uh, a wild man and the nicest and funniest human being. Amen. Okay. The next one is, uh, this one is another freaking mattress with Lily Sullivan. Now, Lily, she chose... She makes you think you're wrong. Yeah, she really, really does. And she chose this character that was, um, if you remember, married to a a very, very old man named Bart. Right. And there are two moments that I didn't didn't select. Um, One of them, we edited out, which is another favorite moment of mine. And, And then there's one of my favorite moments for Pat. And the... Oh. But the clip I have is of Lily 
and saying the name in what became, I think, a runner of Lily saying the name of her husband's book titles. Oh, okay. But which I'll play in one second. But the <laughs> the moment that I'm that really has always made me laugh, and I think it's on my like Instagram like stories or whatever. And it uh, we were talking about whether or not FDR um, unfurled had to like unroll a giant penis, right? And just at the at the the mere mention of a, the of the word penis, I said the word penis, and you just hear Colleen, and it's so subtle, but she shuddered, <laughs> and she just went like, "Oh, unusual!" It, it is. It is when you when you Pat is this highly sexual yeah, woman, that. and um, and for somebody who's undersexed, Pat is oversexed yeah you know right and so her reacting to the word penis in that way is always gonna be one of my favorites and then remember that lily had said something like i have to constantly clean his shins and i couldn't get through even though it's improvised you know i could we we edit and so i couldn't get through saying you know if you're looking for infection you have to get through the shins first and i because it was so funny and stupid the concept of cleaning someone's shins but here's the clip of her naming one of Bart's books. Speaking of, though, uh, contributing, you know, Maude, your Etsy shop is so inspiring. You are so crafty. I love looking at it. Would you mind telling everybody the name of the Etsy shop, though, so they can find it? Because I forgot for a second here what it is. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's cards you didn't know you needed. You better open them up soon and see what you'll never forget. That's right. That's got, that's got pizzazz. There's a rhythm to it that if it was shorter, it wouldn't have. I can't take full credit for it because Bart's book, The Alien Robots Are Coming For Us, Get Your Skis in Order, Put Your Things Away and Hide in Your Basement Before They Take Over the Country and the World Run! Exclamation mark. That, to me, was the name that made me realize, oh, longer title's actually good. I want to get all that information out there. Exactly. Tell people exactly what they're in for. Now, right. this might be a personal question. How many copies sold? So I don't have the exact numbers, but he says that enough copies sold that a small high school, everyone would have a copy. Wow. I like using that idea. It's so visual. All these kids got it and the staff and the faculty and all no, that. No, no, no. Just the kids. Oh, okay. Also... Um, the, the accent that she chose, but to be from Colorado is also yeah. very funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, maybe just a fish out of water. Yeah. And near shins. Mm-hmm. 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 Now I, I somewhere I gotta, hold on. You talk. Again, you know, I just have a really warm place in my heart. Yeah. A warm <laughs> place there for, um, really silly folks. And I feel like, um, it's just, a, it's so fun to do this podcast because truly we just try to cultivate like an hour and a half of people's time where they can't say anything wrong. And it's, it's just such a highlight of my week to be able to um, just play with these people. And Lily is someone who's always um, another person who I think is just earnestly wrong. Like she plays those kind of people so well um, or earnestly weird. And it's, it's just a really fun to watch her play and to be able to play with her. Yes. And she's also part of, of a power couple with another one of our favorites, Mr. Tim Baltz. But yes, Lily is um, so funny and so kind and utterly ridiculous. And what I was looking for that I think is on, I thought it was on the Those Who Ant Instagram, mm. which if you're not following the Those Who Ant Instagram, oh, get man. on there. because You're we missing are, out. We are going to start posting more stuff. Yes. But the 
Um, remember when I went through a time where I was making, I made fake book covers for all of the books that Lily had mentioned, but they must be on my Instagram. So if you want to do a deep dive on that, go ahead. <laughs> you know, there are comedians out there who talk good and there are comedians out there who move good. And yeah. there uh, is Ithamar Enriquez who, um, the next clip features who, I don't know, like brilliant and wonderful and, um, and it's just one of those silly, fun ones. I said silly 50 times, but no, I think he's it's very kind of silly. Hallmark of this little podcast that we're doing. Yeah. So um, this ne- next clip features our good friend Ithamar and you guys. Unfortunately, uh, Jim Varney is also no longer with us who played Ernest. That's not true. He's so young. He was young and he was slinky. He was in the 80s. What happened to Ernest? Well, well they didn't recast Ernest. It's not like a Ronald McDonald where they have multiple actors play. Oh, I, mean, I know what I meant. <laughs> if they did, I'd be the first in line to audition for the new Ernest. I meant, what happened to Vern? <laughs> Does anybody have eyes on Vern right now? Because did we ever see him? <laughs> and did anybody- He was the one with the camera. Vern was whoever was shooting it. So I guess Vern is a cinematographer? I don't know. Male-dominated profession, but still good for him. Good for him. Vern also left the pictures once Ernest went to movies. So once Ernest got big time, no more Vern. We never heard about Vern anymore. I just had an idea for a Vern Halloween costume where you're just a mirror. (laughs) We should do that. We should do that, the three of us. We should do it for Halloween if we're allowed to have it ever again. You could be Ernest. Oh, I would love it. I would love to be Ernest. You know, when Ernest goes to camp... There's no Vern, but there is a message of overall acceptance and love and, and just never giving up. That's right. It teaches you that if a turtle bites your nose, you sing to it and then it unclamps. You sing happy together. Happy together by the turtles. By the turtles. Yeah. Oh God. There's so many layers. So there's- many layers. So many layers to Ernest goes to camp. I can't Ernest believe he's gone. And <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. He plays two characters. <laughs> oh, man. That was, I think, probably a, a, an early glimpse of us um, not being able to control our laughter. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it also hits on, I think Ithamar has, I don't know, love or respect or both for um, um, people from the 80s. Like, I think that we grew up around the same time mm-hmm. and were affected by the same kinds of people want to, you know, um, I think we also talk a lot about, um, oh, Harvey Corman and, um, Oh yeah. Tim Conway, Tim Conway. our dream, our dream man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course, which segues naturally to, um, the earnest uh, yeah. films, Jim Varney. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was just nice to, um, sorry for all of you who are like, I don't know what's going on on that one. Um, <laughs> You, you never will. I feel like, our, just, well, <laughs> yes. And I think our audience does know what's going on. I feel I think, like, yeah, I think the majority of us know who these people are. Also, it's worth noting that Ithamar Enriquez is a, truly a modern day um, Donald O'Connor. You know, he, if you don't know Donald O'Connor, it's, he's from Singing in the Rain. He's been in a million things. He's a brilliant physical comedian who can also sing and dance so well and Ithamar is really a jack of all trades and he can sing and dance and he does a show called Ithamar has nothing to say where he does only physical comedy he's a modern day Buster Keaton so he's he's so talented in the fact that he really excuse me very much slummed it on our podcast yeah (laughs) all these people really yeah (laughs) I'm just kidding I can't say that I love our podcast I think it's so fun but and also I think we learned that our pictures were on the wall at that restaurant right yeah 
A great, I love it. A great detail. Um, okay, my next one. What you got? What you got? My next one is sitting on a birthday cake. Oh God. With God above. With Lauren Ash. Now, Lauren had already done um Superstore. Mm-hmm. Superstore, I think, had just ended when we had Lauren on as our guest. And now she's on Not Dead Yet. Right. So she just simply jumps from hit show to hit show. Yeah. And is such a funny improviser. I was her understudy at Second City when she was on the main stage. And um, this episode has gone down as one of my favorites as well. Over the course of the last, you know, eight to 10 years, I've brought in about $10,000 just from ads on the internet. There's people out there who are willing to pay 10 to $15 for an ad for you. If you're willing to run it on your page, doesn't matter how many followers you got, depending on the product. Now, again, you can't get picky. You can't start getting on your high horse about, I don't agree with this, this place. I don't agree with their, you know, ethics. You kind of just gotta, just gotta close your eyes and and Mm -hmm. pray that you're okay, you know, in the, in the eyes of the community. But uh, yeah, you can do it. You can make a, I mean, you can't make a living, but you can make some money. That's enough for me. Yep. I don't even know what making a living would mean for me anymore. I mean, I'm scraping by. I don't, I wouldn't call it making a living, but I am alive. So right. it feels like a riddle. So people just sell things on there, right? There's all kinds of ways to make money on there. You know, sometimes I'll get messages in my DMs and it'll be a gentleman saying, Oops. Hey, I'll, what? DM, D, D. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll get messages in there and, and they'll just be saying, um, uh, if you send me a picture of you sitting on a birthday cake, I'll give you 20 bucks. And there's been times where I've said, okay, and I'll do it. But then I realized, you know, it wasn't really a, it wasn't a great business model because I got to spend 15 bucks on the cake. Um, well, that's the internet. That's the internet for you. So many things happen in that clip. <laughs> that I really, really love. Now, earlier in the episode, Lauren had mentioned that she was, quote, a part of the diapering community. Yeah. Remember? Because she said she felt like she was chained to her toilet because she had to yeah. pee every 15 minutes. <laughs> so there's already been that. And then she brought up, of course, her OnlyFans account. But one of my favorite moments, which is I think why Colleen and I work so well as improvisers, is you can hear Pat say, oh, whoops. When she says DM, and I immediately knew what Colleen was thinking, what Pat was thinking. And um, so we we clarified that. And it's we just, sure did. it was just such a special moment. I think that's, a, to me, those are my favorite parts of us improvising together, right. which is I somehow always know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but Lauren, I mean, it's so good. I mean, please... Sitting on a birthday cake. Sitting on a birthday cake. By the time you know it, you're only getting paid five dollars for three hours of work. Uh, that's not a sustainable business model. It not certainly, at all. certainly is not. Also worth noting that Lauren was the most game on board person from the get. I mean, I texted her and I said, "Would you want to do this?" And immediately she was like, "Yes." Here's what's good for me. What do you need from me? Like, oh, so eager and excited and supportive. And our episode, and she's just the kindest. And our episode is, that's why that's going to always be one of my favorite. Cause it was wild. Well, you know, there's two other idiots, you know, Oh, there's so many more there's idiots. So many more idiots. This next app, uh, features Colin Rourke and Garrett Williams. And I, everyone we've ever had on has been really great about agreeing to the nonsense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's ever been as verbal about agreeing to every single thing that we said, <laughs> uh, uh, than, than Colin and Garrett who, uh, Dana and I were talking about like, this is such a wild ride. There's no straight line in this episode because there's so much agreement. We just really go off in a million directions. And it felt like, it felt like I'd taken tons of drugs and we're in 
it really had only taken two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> this was a real Jeremy Bear me. There's a, there, it's a, it's all over the place. Yeah. Do you guys ever see that movie Aquamarine? What's that one about? Who's in it? It's about mermaids. This, this, uh. Oh, we should go to the movies. <laughs> Let's go to the movies. Yeah, well, we gotta go to the movies, but that one's not in the movies anymore, right? I think it was Bailey in no. the movies. They should Bailey be taking requests. You know, you call up and you say, hi, four people are coming to watch, um, what was it, Aquamarines. Uh, I w- uh, it better be ready when we get there. <laughs> Change the model. I think that's a great that's idea. A great idea. It's whoever calls in with the most people. Yeah. We saw another group could call and say, we have five people for Black Hawk Down. Yes. And then Black Hawk Down will play it. Because that is how should society should work. Mm-hmm. You know? well, 25 people for Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That's the best part of capitalism. That makes me sad, though, because there's no way I could compete. You know, could we afford the four? Then the four of us have to pay more money to see Aquamarine no. when really the people who made Aquamarine should be paying us to watch it. Amen. That's yeah, well, I'm, I'm not familiar with that uh, film, but I, I'm familiar with wanting to go to the movies with the two of you. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah, me too. I mean, you only said the two. You want to go with me too, right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I meant collectively. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just yeah. Check we'll it. get brunch before, then we'll go to the theaters. We'll have a day. Oh my God, I love a brunch. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. You know what I've been doing? Remember into? that brunch a couple years ago where, Pat, you got a little bit too topsy turvy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to pick, narrow that down to just one. I was on yeah. antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> That was, what was wrong? Huh? Oh, you God, you name it. I don't know. Well, that they, was never, they never found out. They just gave me antibiotics. You're still on those, right? Oh, oh I'm still on them. They have a half-life that they said, just keep taking them until you run out. But they gave me 500. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There it is. Uh, antibiotics. But they, some for some reason, gave you 500. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes your fear creeps in. <laughs> You want to elaborate on your that? Your personal fears. Uh, I don't like being on antibiotics. Uh-huh. And I'm not good. I haven't been on it in some time. But um, there is, it was so buoyant and so fun to improvise with these guys. Um, there is a level of energy that I don't possess anymore due to my age and everything that's happened to me. <laughs> and I just really loved it. It was, it was like being shot out of a cannon in a fun way where you knew like you were going to land somewhere soft. Yeah. A cannon under a thing of pillows yeah. or whatever. Or a, yeah, no, yeah. no, what you said. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are, and I think they had just like, now they're in New York city they're changing the whole day wow. world. Uh, Okay. This is speaking of, so not always um, are the people that we have on the characters they play. A lot of times Colleen and I will um, talk about it afterwards and we'll say like Pat and Maggie would never have been friends with them in real life. Yes. Yeah. So, so last week's episode with, uh, with Gregory Todd Hess um, is a, not, a pretty good example of somebody that Pat and Mags probably wouldn't have been uh, fully no, friends with. but they don't with. leave anybody behind. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Right. So, um, you know, they they really latch on to people, no matter their politics and no matter their beliefs. Now, this episode is called I'm Coming to Christmas, and it's with Micah Viles, who is um, a, a true delight. And I think you hadn't met him before, right? Like no, this I was, don't think so. And it was another Mike, one of those. I don't know if I'd met you before. Yeah. Yeah, write us. Shoot us an email at those who had at gmail.com. Now, this is a great example of um, just when somebody is destined to... Um, be hilarious. They're just going to do what they were born to do on this podcast. I'll 
ask. I'll okay. just ask. All right. What are you wait? What are you waiting for sexually? Yeah. What you is it? You, yeah. You said you're a late bloomer. You're talking you know? about right? No, no, no. Oh. She is not waited. Uh, oh. Neither have I. What? What are you waiting? Stores for open. There? Bell has been rung. We're literally begging people to shop in our stores. But so, what are you waiting for there? And again, there's no wrong answer. And yes, it, like it, you know, as as Pat said earlier, it's personal, but you have to answer. So, what are you waiting for? You know what? Now that I'm being asked the question, I don't really uh, guess. I don't know. You know what I'm waiting for? What? I'm waiting for my Lucille Ball. Oh, she's that a euphemism? Or she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. You know, she's what is she? Old? She's old. Oh, is that right. wrong? Is that wrong no. to me to want to be with an older woman? No, it's wrong. It's wrong mm. if you want to be a necrophiliac because she did. But yes, if you yes, if you yes. just want to love an older woman, that is so right. That's perfect for anyone yeah. listening. That's a great idea. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I tell you what, older women, we know a thing or two about a thing or two. We definitely aren't gonna blow as hot as we can into your pee hole. We're not gonna do that unless unless you ask for it. You ask unless you for, ask for it. it. Right. If I'm being honest, I've always kind of wondered. Oh. Okay, well, next time we're all together, we'll just do it. We'll just do a bunch of experiments. You're a scientist. I am a we'll scientist. We'll blow as hot as we right. can in that ding dong and see what happens, you know? Now, technically, you're unemployed. So I don't know why you're not making your hobbies your job because, you yeah, know, since we've, yeah, since we've known you, you've been, you said, you know, holding mm-hmm. out for um, something that you like work-wise. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being unemployed. But you have these wonderful hobbies where, you know, you're a hobbyist, environmental scientist, and a therapist. Is there anything holding you back from making any of those passions you have, you know, like a, a, a work situation? Yeah, is that the Florida in you? Maybe. I, I just, it feels like I should be giving back. And therapy, that's what you do. You give back to yourself. Right. And this is what I've learned. It's, it's all about me. You know, I need to give back to me more. Here I am worrying about other people. Not anymore. Now I give back. I get therapy to myself. Then I can, then I can, I don't have to do anything. Right. Um, That's what the therapist told me. If I don't have a job. And you, the therapist in the, just so we're keeping track of all the characters, the therapist is you. It's you. Yes. I'm a therapist Mm -hmm. and I'm in therapy. Do you pay yourself? No, no. I have insurance. So, so every, so every job you're doing right now is pro bono and it's all for yourself. Yeah, it's on the house. What's the billing code for your insurance that you sent? Yeah. Are you sending it to yourself? Is well, there? That's a little personal. Sorry. Okay, yeah, you yeah, know what? It's personal, but you do have to answer. Well, hey, look, you know what? This is a safe space. If, if you're willing to talk with me about therapy, be open-minded. This is what I ask my clients. I ask you to be, come be vulnerable. Oh, okay. Right. Your be client. open. Yeah, what do you tell your client? Be open. I say be vulnerable. If you want to let the God in, you can let the God in. The God can fix stuff, but you can fix stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. What a wild ride. Talking yourself in circles. So in that episode, we learned that um, he dabbled in a lot of different things. He was an environmental scientist. He was uh, doing yeah. his own research. This was big in the um, people fighting against the vaccine do their own research uh, time of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so... He played a character that was his own therapist and he was teaching himself about boundaries. And also, I believe we learned later that was he also the God? I think so. (laughs) When he referred to the God that can help you, he meant himself. Um, Really great. And I, I also really love, I think sometimes when we have our wonderful guests who are our friends, uh, they're sweetly concerned. Oh yeah. Um, And, and hold beliefs that are, um, not that cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fun. I think it's, I think it's really fun to 
react to that stuff too. So yeah. yes, the God therapist and man's, I almost want to say mansplaining. A little uh, yeah, famous, very, perhaps. very much. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't panic. It was an abrupt end, but that's only part one of our retrospective. Sure. Why not? Anyway, a music is by the cues and you can follow the cues music on Instagram. Stay safe out there with hurricane Hillary. Be nice to one another. And for God's sake, call your aunt. See you next week.